Welcome back. Hey, Jake, Tim, stop interrupting me. Welcome back to the Matrix Minute, a podcast where we discuss the first film one minute at a time. Because you know, I mean, like, it's a good movie. It's well, I got one. Movie. Welcome to the Minute Matrix, a podcast where we talk <laughs> about the Matrix. No, we I had about- it so no, no, no. good in my head. Help me. Wasn't, wasn't anyway, the last uh, time we talk about the movie because it's a podcast? No, wait, what was it? Damn it, I forgot. <laughs> we, no, 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 we no, love this no, movie no, because. No. It's a- I got it. Hey, you're listening to Prometheus by a minute. Wait, hang on. Where am I? Oh, do you hear that? We have another guest. We are yes. very happy to have Courtney Coulson with us from all the way in the distant lands of Australia. Welcome. Hi, everybody. We, ah. are, we are so glad to have you on the show. Yes, especially... I'm from the future. Yes. You are from and the future. It's like Monday. It's amazing. It? No, it's... Is it Monday? It's Sunday night. Yeah. Sunday night. Okay, Sunday? you'll but soon I'm, be in I the future. I think I'm ahead of you. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You oh, you definitely are. It's like 8 p.m. over there. Yes. It's 1 p.m. over here, and you know, technology is amazing. It's just like the Matrix. Yeah, it's magical. <laughs> and yes. Uh, yes, exactly. Courtney is uh, host of the Prometheus by Minute podcast, which is obviously about Ridley Scott's Prometheus, which. You know, unpopular opinion, I kind of liked. That's good to hear. Yes. Because it's my favorite movie ever. I don't oh, know if you can tell. I have to also <laughs> say that I enjoyed Prometheus, and I thought it was a it was an interesting film, and I liked the themes that it delved into. There's just so much to talk about, and I'm realizing that now because I'm talking about it a lot. Awesome. Yeah. And, um... Tim is silent because he probably disagrees. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was, I was, I was thinking. I haven't seen it in a long time. I think, I think I was intrigued at first, but then thinking about it, I wasn't so, so fond of it. I think it might be mm. like the movie that came after it, whatever it was called. I forgot. That, that might have. Well, here's the Alien, problem. Alien I don't know if, if, you, if you listen to a podcast, but I'm a very strict uh, alien kind of guy. I, I, I like Alien, and that, that that's it. <laughs> That's I'm, it, I'm yeah. not a fan of the uh, the universe. I like that one movie. So, so I'm a little bit. A little Actually, specific. I started doing my podcast uh, because I was listening to the Alien Minute, and those guys not big fans of the prequels either. I really love Alien and Aliens as well, but I thought, oh well, there's a gap in the market here. I'm going to talk about the prequels. That's that's my territory. Yeah, you found yes. you found. Yeah, it's a good. Yeah, it's a good. It's very unconventional, thing. I'd say. Yeah, I mean, it's very experimental. There's some things that are great, and there are some other things where you just go, I don't understand how anyone let this happen. Right, like when you get to the running from the giant croissant ship. <laughs> <laughs> I have actually started doing way too much research into the, the, the realistic possibilities of what would happen in that situation and oh, the physics man. and all of really? that. Wow. I am going to do like a really dedicated defense of that moment. That sounds pretty sweet. Yeah. I mean, maybe not defense. We don't know. I I don't want to spoil it for myself. Maybe I will agree with the general consensus that it's stupid. (laughs) Uh, I don't know if I can defend Milburn and that vagina snake thing where he's just, oh, it's beautiful. I'm just going to pat it. No. That was that was that was the thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Things are are flying back now. I I remember. Yeah, it's a stupid girl. (laughs) Yeah. That's that. Everyone's an idiot. Uh, Basically, yeah. (laughs) The the, the top of the mind. But we're not here to talk about. No, no, we're not. Let's let's be honest. The crew on the Nebuchadnezzar, you know, isn't. What? What what are you going to say? They're not the brightest. Tank. I have things to say about Tank. Well, it's perfect because he's going to be in these minutes. Yes. Got the right minutes for you. But not only um, is Courtney uh, doing the podcast, I think you're also 
you're very prolific, I would say, um, in costume design, which... Yes, I, I think that's about right. <laughs> yeah, because like the stuff that I saw from you is just, it's really good. And I have to say, it's really impressive. And I'm sure you're you're very, very professional with these things. And that's part of the reason why I wanted someone who knows more about costumes than any of us to just show up and just, you know, have some comments about the the costumes in the matrix, because uh, I feel like that was something that kind of set a little bit of a standard maybe um, when it comes to the nineties, the late nineties and um, how, you know, the uh, costuming was portrayed in the film. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you. Uh, the matrix really was, it's the first time I really noticed costumes. I think really they have. Yeah. So I would have seen it. Well, uh, yeah, well, I don't know if I should give you my costume history first or my Matrix history first, but they kind of intersect, so I'll <laughs> Whichever. blend yeah. it all together. Blend it all. Uh, I first saw, uh, well, a bit of the Matrix. I think it was on TV, and I was flicking around, and I saw the minute where Neo has that tracker device worm thing sucked out of his belly button oh yeah and i'm like seven years old and i'm just going oh god oh god no no what is this <laughs> and i all i knew was that's the matrix that's that scary horrible cronenberg <laughs> thing no thank you, there you go, Philip. <laughs> this is exactly like me oh perfect <laughs> uh and then it i probably would have watched it again or properly watched it when i was around 12 or 14 so i decided to get a little bit more into science fiction and stuff like that mm -hmm. and it fucked me up again but in a different way <laughs> so yeah i guess I, i'd already built it up in my head as this strange scary weird bleak world and when i watched it the second time the thing that scared me you know not neo's mouth being you know, removed or the navel worm, if you will. Uh, no, it was when Morpheus says, do you think that's air you're breathing? And I was like, oh my God, I can't breathe. Oh God, I don't even know what's real anymore. <laughs> I had just a micro panic attack because it was my first time actually questioning reality. Oh, and I just had this huge sense. moment of, I don't know what's real. Mom, what's real? Explain what real. And she's like, looking at me like... I don't, I don't know how to deal with this. Wow. Yeah. So that was like the first time the question sort yeah. of was real for you. Yeah. Wow. So th the Matrix was a huge thing to me because it just, yeah, blew my mind. That's crazy. Um, but then, yeah, I watched it again after that and sort of started to actually en enjoy it and not have existential crises. Um, <laughs> and I started focusing on the costumes and I just thought, wow, these are really bold iconic costumes and it had such a culture well the whole movie has such had such a cultural impact in general i don't think we really get movies like that anymore i was thinking that about that before we recorded you know the star wars movies the, the marvel films they're really popular but in terms of like costumes or quotes or like a bullet time effect or something that everyone knows and everyone's parodying yeah yeah we don't really have that anymore it's really true i agree i think like yeah nolan was the last yeah. thing that was very sort of you know like everyone's yeah, doing you mean, like one of some of the nolan movies yeah, yeah like, like it was everything inception everyone's or... doing the inception oh, song yeah. and everyone was like dressed in suits and talking all serious you know yeah inception's probably the last movie that became i guess a meme <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, so when I was in high school, I did a uh, sewing class uh, because, yeah, I was really interested in costumes because of the Matrix. And I met, tried to make the albino twin silver jacket because I really liked pale colors at the time. I don't know. Um, it, it didn't go well. I mean, it's, it's all right. But when I look at it, I just see the flaws. <laughs> so did you make like the full costume, like the coat and everything or just certain? Oh, uh, we just got, we only got to make because it's only like, yeah, I think it was one year uh, unit. So mm-hmm. yeah, I only got to make one garment and that was that trench coat, which was a nightmare. <laughs> really? Well, it sounds it's like not it. really the thing you should make first. Yeah. That seems like it's a very complex sort of um, endeavor. Yes. I, I know that now, but <laughs> 14 year old me did not. Uh, yeah. Well, just the other day I made a suit jacket in about a week. So uh, I, I have definitely improved. <laughs> that is brilliant. So I was going to ask... Uh, and then, sorry, I, go on. No, no, go on. I was just going to say, after high school, I, I didn't finish high school because I was uh, a difficult child. They did not want to deal with me. <gasps> uh, yeah. Oh, how dare they? <laughs> it's their loss, really. <laughs> but is, uh, yeah, I went and uh, I was studied at TAFE, uh, which is sort of like... I don't know what you call it, sort of a tertiary education community college sort of thing. Okay. Did fashion design there for two years, my, one of my lecturers was like, mm, it's too costumey. Everything you do is too costumey. Oh, okay. Thanks. Great. Wow. Too costumey. So, I know. I don't understand. What does that even mean? Well, when you get to second year, so first year is sort of allowed to get really creative and elaborate and do really weird stuff. But in second year, it's more about uh, commercial pattern drafting and making ready to wear fashion. And I was just, I just don't have the the frame of mind for ready to wear i don't think i think my stuff is a little too extreme um uh, i mean i'm the kind of person who wears jumpsuits on the regular so (laughs) that's pretty cool though yeah that is kind of cool yeah my fashion well see my fashion taste probably started off inspired by the matrix and then nowadays i just dress like david from prometheus so (laughs) science fiction's my thing that's awesome Uh, dude just bleached my hair today actually really Yes, cool. uh, although I haven't put the toner in, so I look like, um, oh, God, what's the name from The Matrix with the blonde hair? Is it Switch? 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 Nintendo Switch, yeah. yes. So do you have Switch color yes. hair now? Yes, that's basically what's going that's on. That's pretty awesome. And I have questions about that. Why, how does she get access to bleach in the, in the real world? Oh, we, uh, we were like, we were speculating oh, yeah. that maybe she, <laughs> maybe we have she our own stole, theory. <laughs> maybe she stole some of the alcohol that Dozer yeah. makes. Oh, yeah. Shit. yeah. And she just like, runs it through her hair. Because that decreases that the engine. That is a possibility. Yeah. That can decrease your. In. It was in World War Two when uh, women were in the workforce and they were, uh, you know, repairing vehicles and stuff. They were using some irradiated oil, which was used on the machines. They were using it to bleach their hair. Mm, Whoa, there we go. So we're there correct. Oh, so maybe she could yeah. have bring like a that. new meaning yeah. to bombshell blonde. Well, I, I guess. Found, <laughs> I think you found the answer to switches. Hair. Yeah, our, our theories if are If anyone legit. was going to do it, it would be me. Exactly. And <laughs> yes. here it is on the Matrix Minute. Proof. Oh, Proof yeah, you, confirmed. You, you are desperately needed yes. because uh, this is, I'll tell you the extent of our costume discussions. It oh, looks like yes. leather. No, it's probably yes. PVC. Okay. 
And that's it. That's, that's it. it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and then we go, maybe it's some cloth. Some oh, kind no, of we cloth. did. We did find the Neo boots. Yeah, online. you've been saying cloth a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cloth. Because our dictionary for, for costumes. We did find Neo's words. boots. That's what we found on we the internet. We did find Neo's boots. Yeah, we did. Online. Sweet. That's, that's, that's it. Yeah. That's, and, that's and, oh, and the sunglasses we found as well. Yeah, so that, that's about yeah. it. Yeah, I think they're bly, blind design, if I recall correctly. Because yeah, I, 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 so. I really wanted Neo's glasses back oh, in man. the day. You know the glasses. <laughs> uh, actually, in I, I collect a lot of sunglasses, actually. It's Ooh, my, cool. Maybe that's where that started. Yeah, okay, huh. very possible. <sighs> my sunglass fetish started with the Wachowskis. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, where was it going? Oh, yeah, in this minute... Uh, the way Neo is dressed, or these minutes, I should say, Neo is dressed the way I dressed almost every day at TAFE. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, the lo- sort of long nice. uh, crew neck shirt and the, yeah, and those boots. I think it's a sweet um, look, to oh, be yes. honest. It's simple but effective. It's so cool and it's so timeless. Uh, so, yeah, after yeah. Uh, TAFE, I went to WAPA, the West Australian Academy of Performing Arts, which is um, sort of like, uh, oh, God, what's that movie called? Um, it's not Apocalypse Now. Uh, Stanley Kubrick one. Um, uh, uh, full Metal Jacket. Right. Full Metal Jacket. It, Whoa. Yeah, yeah. It's like that. But Whoa. for theatre, it's really? so traumatising. People were having uh, panic attacks and just... It, Suffering from detro- uh, from trauma, basically. That terrifying. From because, Whopper trauma. <laughs> yeah, Whopper, Whopper trauma is a real thing, guys. Um, because it just there wasn't enough funding. So they had to put on so many shows. There wasn't that many classes. You were just working sometimes until midnight on getting a show out. Holy cow. And, uh, yeah, I only did two years. You can do up to four years there. And I was just like, I'm done. I'm done. Well, I was going to ask, like, how, is it, is... how is it for you personally going through WAPA trauma? <laughs> um, so, fortunately, I am an android, so I don't really have emotions, so it was fine. <laughs> okay, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah, I was probably too chill, and that's what irritated everyone around me. They're, is like, they're all panicking. Like, having eh. a breakdown on day three? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's madness. Um, so the costume designer for The Matrix is Kim Barrett. Kim Barrett, and yes. She, yes. <laughs> She's done a lot of things. Um, so she went to NIDA, which is sort of like the East Coast rival of WAPA. Oh. You either go to one or the other. Oh, oh, did they have like yearly fights on the battlefield? <laughs> yeah. I wish. Yeah, meet somewhere in the middle, do some kind of Fury Road yep. type battle. Mm-hmm. Witness! <laughs> imagine, Man, imagine the, 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 the costumes. He'll be like, someone's gonna do it. Amazing. Gotta, Dude, gotta clean cool. dibs on that. I still have to watch it. Yes, <laughs> you haven't seen it. Yeah. Well. Oh, oh my what, god. Which one I haven't seen? <laughs> I'm, le- I'm late to everything. Fury Road. Oh, you haven't seen Fury? What? What? Oh, but you have to watch <laughs> it, it on a, good. It speakers. was a religious experience for me. Yeah, man. If they release it, but yeah, I think if Nida, yeah, if Nida and Whopper had some kind of uh, battle, it would look like Fury Road meets Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. (laughs) Oh man, that is intense. (laughs) That is intense. Uh, But other influences that The Matrix has had on me, and I didn't even realize this until I started listening to your podcast and watching the movie again, I was like, wait, there's Rob Zombie. Oh, there's Rob Dugan. Oh, it's Massive Attack. Oh, holy shit. (laughs) Everything in my life started with this movie. (laughs) Isn't that weird how that happens, though? But yeah. it's true, like, for some of us, how one, oh, yeah. one movie can, like, 
it's be so the starting definitive. point for like all these interests that you have later. It's crazy. It's madness. Trying not to make my teeth. What else, by the way? Who? What else? Can, since you mentioned uh, Kim, right? Is her name Kim Barrett? Yeah. Uh, yeah. What, what else did you do? Just out of curiosity, just to refresh. So she'd mostly done theater, and then uh, Baz Luhrmann did Romeo plus Juliet, and that was one of her. That was her first film gig, which is madness. Oh, really? Uh, well, the thing is with Baz Luhrmann, actually, I know some theater people who did work with him as well. So he was such a prolific part of the Australian theater scene back in the 80s and 90s. So he was in WA. He was on the East Coast as well. Um, and yeah, so he was very sure to bring along a lot of, you know, smaller, independent, creative people into film, which, yeah, good on him. He still does that to this day. Like, Great Gatsby's got a lot of, you know, uh, Perth people in there too. No oh, nice. Uh, yeah. And what was the other thing she had done? Well, I know she that did was, um, she... Amazing Spider-Man one with the, you know, the... that's right. Did she? Which I I remember seeing an interview with her talking about that and her influences and how she approached that Spider-Man costume. I particularly loved how she included like uh, sneaker soles on that costume. I thought that was very clever. I thought it was good too. Yeah. Yeah. Are you talking um, about like, the texture? Ball maybe. Texture. Right. Mm, maybe controversial opinion, but I prefer that costume to the current one. Oh, really? Hmm. I can't remember the current one. The I current, just know the Tony Yeah, the current one. one yeah, the, the Marvel It's a Studios very like, one. simple, like. Uh, oh, yeah. It's sort of it doesn't like. doesn't have a lot of yeah, details. It's, it's less textural. It uses cloth. And I. <laughs> it uses cloth, yeah. <laughs> it uses cloth. <laughs> uh, no, I am. I, oh, I, I am a slut for texture. And I think The Matrix is to blame for that as well. Because I was watching it and going huh, everything is all black, and you tend to not want to have all black on the screen because it doesn't light the same way, you don't get as much depth. True. Suck up so, <laughs> yeah, so you need to add a lot of texture. And, you know, Trinity being the oil slick, apparently that's what the Wachowskis described, uh, or <laughs> Neo being in a lot of very matte uh, wool textures. A lot of his stuff is wool or wool blend. Okay. Because that... Because Jesus... It's quite rich, <laughs> but it doesn't... Yeah, it doesn't uh, soak up all the light, say, like Velvet does. So it's a nice, happy medium. Ah. And then Morpheus has the snake skin texture. Yeah, that's the thing. Really we, we were idiots who were like, crocodile skin. Oh, it's snake, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, that that, 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 snake, that, that proves my sense. point. He, he is, he is does have... That's probably... I noticed the colors they use on him occasionally has green and purple, and those colors are often assigned to villains because... For whatever reason, primary colors are always used on heroes, particularly superheroes. Oh, and yeah. then villains tend to have those secondary colors, um, okay. which is why, uh, say, well, I don't know if that's a spoiler for Watchmen, but here's a spoiler for Watchmen. Uh, sure. Ozymandias is wearing purple. <laughs> ah, there you go. There you go. Evil. super interesting. So I think the ambiguity about, around Morpheus was very deliberate, and wow. the costumes are telling that story subconsciously. That is beautiful. I didn't even notice this. Yes, this is but this is good. This is good. This is, this is why you're much here. better than anything we have. This so. is so good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think about this shit, man. It's good. It's good. That's another thing. Go ahead. Neo is the only character who goes through a journey. 
So he starts off with very, you know, loose-fitting, unstructured clothing. I mean, that was very common at the time for, especially menswear, to be quite baggy and stuff. When he's at work, he has a suit that is cut exactly the same as the agent's. Uh, oh, it's a slightly mm. lighter color. Yeah, it's like a bit of a brown or maybe a gray. It's not as dark as the agent's, but identical yellow lining. And again, there's a, a color that it, it's not a secondary uh, color, is, but it's is often the assigned the stuff to inside the or what? Yeah, so it's the silk part of the inside of okay, the jacket, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that you don't get stuck to your shirt. Right. Um, and that had to have been deliberate because lining for the most part in mass produced costumes will outfits uh will just be identical to the outer part of the jacket right so yeah i'm thinking what they're implying there is well first of all it just looks really attractive on camera every time their jackets flipped up i just my eyes were drawn to it but uh yellow is associated with evil uh jealousy sickness um oh it's actually got a lot of different meanings um oh uh, cowardliness which Hmm. i guess works for uh, Neo at, at the beginning, you know, he's mm-hmm, running yeah. and hiding from the agents. What's wrong, won't you, Yellow? And then, <laughs> Yellow Belly, there you go. Yeah. Um, and then he comes back into the Matrix and he's wearing a more structured suit, a more tailored suit. He's looking, you know, pretty slick in the all black. That's one of the best and suits, then, I think, that Neo wears. This very simple jacket and shirt, if that's what we're talking about, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the, the Oracle a, a one, A simple right? but yeah. effective seems to be... Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just like a button-down shirt and and a blazer, and yeah, I think it's just if as I get older, I do appreciate the simple but effective costumes more and more. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not enough can be said for tailoring. Uh, you know, Trinity obviously her costumes are really cool and exciting, but you know, I think Neo's costumes are telling a story. And the next yeah. outfit we see is the one we see in this minute where he is wearing this really cool combat outfit with the trench coat, which yes, thanks trench coat mafia. You've ruined that. But at the <laughs> yeah. time it was very cool. It was, it was super cool. Yep. It was so so uh, the trench coat is also made out of, I guess, some kind of wool, like you mentioned, or am I mistaken? Yeah. Cloth, a Jacob. lot of people, uh, <laughs> cloth. Yes. Everything from now on cloth. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, Kim was saying that a lot of people still come up to her and go, oh, yeah, the leather jacket trench coat from, from the first Matrix. And she's like, nah, yeah, there was no leather. 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 That's right. Like, it's always that's leather. So, that's weird because I, I never thought it was leather, Neo's jacket. And it's so weird that yeah. people yeah. do think it's leather. There's so many people because who the other have ones that perception. are very leathery. So I think, and, and it, I leather, leather you know, over, like jackets and stuff like that were cool at the time. So I think that's just the general association, you know. Right, and they probably saw it only once, yeah. you know. So, yeah, I understand the, the misguided masses. <laughs> but so let's cross. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I don't even think it's a full length one. I think it comes about his knees. If I think, I think you're right. Yeah, oh, man, I should. Have, I I don't know um, if I can actually open the video file without ruining everything that's recording. So I just won't. Okay. <laughs> well, oh, okay. Uh, let's be safe. I want to say that. Yeah. Sorry, Jacob. There, isn't the coat like? I always wondered, like, Neo's coat looks heavy, but I don't know if it is. What do, what do you guys think? It probably isn't, because these are outfits that are made for combat. 
So Ooh. they would have had to really keep that into con- take that into consideration. Mm. Interestingly enough, I she uh, Kim was mentioning um, they had to make these fiberglass torsos of the actors, and because of all the wire works, they sort of had to keep in the same position for a long time. They had these yeah fiberglass corsets that helped them keep that posture. So that's why everyone sort of moves in this very unusual oh, way. Oh, wow, okay. Never knew that. That's cool. And yeah, Trinity's costume, a lot of those have lacing up the back, and I think why they would have done that is to have a bit more flexibility. Couldn't find any information on this, but what we've done, uh, especially when I've worked on dance shows and stuff like that, oh, yeah. is the lacing up the back isn't cord. Like it, Usually it's a very heavy cord. For dance, it will be slightly elasticized, so you've just got that little bit of movement. It's still holding you in place, but you can actually breathe and, and do all of that. Huh. Opera singers need that as well, because like their diaphragm... So everyone, most people, when you hold in a breath, your chest will go up by about 10 centimeters, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I actually corrected my GP on this. It's like, nah, nah, nah dude, 10 <laughs> centimeters, I measured. <laughs> Um, but for opera singers, I think it'd be like 15, 20 centimeters. It's, it's madness. Cause they got to like belt out a note for about, you know, 10, 15 seconds. Yeah. Um, and so for those costumes, again, elasticizing the waist really helps with that movement. Mm-hmm. So, um, with Trinity, did we at least get that right? Is it PVC? Did we? Yes. Yeah. Apparently the budget was quite limited on the first film, so it's it's some ch- cheap uh, PVC, which you can't really tell. I just looking at it, I, I'd have no idea. But then you do watch the well. I I've never watched. I watched Revolutions once and just was just so disgusted. Just went, no, <laughs> never again. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. That's, that's why the, we're not really going into the second or third. We're just. We're finishing it off. It was first. just, I was so drained. I just went, no. Yeah, I think that's a, <laughs> I I think that's a good uh, word to use for the third movie, at least. It's quite draining. Yeah. Because the second one, I actually had fun with the second one. I went, this is not, it, you know what, it's the Prometheus in the Alien franchise. Right. Or maybe even Alien 4. You know, it's like, it's good, dumb fun. It's not the wonderful, self-contained masterpiece of Alien or the first Matrix. But, you know, I'm still having a good time. There's right. some crazy combat scenes and all of that stuff. But just, oh my god. Yeah. It's like... Yeah. It was suffering. The worst and longest math class you've ever had. <laughs> A fucking architect, like, <laughs> therefore, concordantly, yeah, you go. guys are dumb, and there I'm really smart. Look at my TVs. Look at my TVs. I get all the channels. Y- YOLO, wait, no, you live millions of times. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, boy. <laughs> so true, though. Can't wait to get into that. We're doing a special on that, then, right? Yeah. Jacob? Yes. Right, yeah. We're doing it. So far, we're reaching closer. Yeah, Excellent. That's what we're announcing. Announcing today. Probably yeah, doing specials. Um, before we go any further, I think we should just address what minute this is. Good idea. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's good, that's oh, yeah. But it's been amazing this minute to hear you begins. talk about all this stuff. Yes, but yes, this minute begins. Yes. Um, I'm, going to, uh, I'm going to give a description, as I always do. The building is engulfed in flames as Neo gets Trinity up. Trank it. Trank. Start again. Okay, Tank is in awe, looking through the monitors. I knew it. He's the one. Morpheus approaches the two of them on the side of the building and asks if Trinity believes it now. Neo interrupts to tell him uh, what the Oracle said to him, but Morpheus tells him that she told him exactly 
what he needed to hear. That's all. And uh, that there's a difference between knowing the path and walking the path. Tank answers a call and goes, operator. And that's her, that's her minute today. Beautiful. Thank you. Boo. All right, so Courtney, uh, we haven't we watched this here? minute, so <laughs> what we do? You didn't fuck it up once. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> all right, so all right, so here we are. Uh, first off, uh, you know that big wide shot. Well, with no, first Neo. off, let's address that this minute is one, one, one. Oh yes, yeah, sorry. It's all yeah. about Neo so, being the one. It's just the, doesn't. The one. Oh my god! Does that mean I'm the chosen one? Yes. Well, I mean, I'm the chosen. Clearly, one. Yes. obviously, I'm the chosen. Why guest. else would you be on episode one one one? You're exactly. the chosen one because you know giving something. us all this insight we don't know about. Exactly. You see, plus, you, you're enlightened. You know, you're the closest like, one uh, to the matrix. PVC cloth, because you're yeah. from the oh. land where the matrix came from. You're <laughs> yes. the closest we ever had anyone that's close to matrix. It's so true. I didn't even get into that. Yeah, I got to see the matrix exhibit at Warner Brothers Movie oh, World on the Gold goodness. Coast. Can you, oh, my can parents you, were not interested. I dragged them through. Can you tell us more about that? It sounds super interesting. Um, so this was, I would have been there around 2005, I think. And so there's a lot of the uh, sequel stuff in there as well. Like you go, you walk through the long white hallway, um, which as far as I could tell was the actual hallway they used. It wasn't just reconstructed. That's the one with all the doors, um, right? In the second film. Ah. Yeah, which is a set I'm fascinated with. I don't know why, but it's one of those ones that, you know, I think of iconic cinematography. That's one that comes to mind. Me too, me too. Um, there, were, Yeah, there were some costumes. There were, uh, there was a uh, Sentinel, is that what you call the yeah. uh, robots? Yeah, Squiddy Our thing. boy. It's been a while since I've actually used that word. Our boy Squiddy. <laughs> the animation on those is pretty good still. I think, again, they knew when to use CGI and when to use practical effects. Mm-hmm. I think that was it, yeah. Um, and the whole thing was made to look like the inside of the Nebuchadnezzar. So what? Was, that's awesome. So you, actually, really like, cool exp- so you actually felt like you were in the Nebuchadnezzar? Yeah. So the outside, you know, bright, sunny, hot summer day in Australia. And then you go in and it's dark and it's air conditioned and you feel like you've entered this different world. And there's all that sort of um, grating. What do you call that? Like the... See, I don't know set design, but I know costumes. Um, yeah, it's sort of the, the grated floor, so you can see right through it. It's, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's a sort of the holy floor. platform-y look. Yeah, it's a holy floor. Yes, there holy. you go. That's our terminology. Um, and yeah, there were costumes, there were props. Uh, they had, I believe they had a wall of TVs, which was just Neo having these different reactions. Oh, perfect. Um on the one of the DVD special features, I remember them filming that, and he's just going nuts. He's just like, "Oh fuck you! I'll swear as much as I fucking want." Yeah, fuck yeah, you. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't control me. That was good. <laughs> I, I don't know why, but I love when Keanu Reeves screams. There's something yeah. pleasant about it. <laughs> there's this, uh, there's there's a there's a charm. There's a charm towards his with his screams. Okay, so I have some info. So the the official Matrix exhibit. Uh, opened in September of 2003 and closed in April of 2007. Man. So I guess you were there right in the middle between 03 and 07. Yeah. I think they're going to reopen it once it gets more popular. Photos. <laughs> that, I, that is a question mm. I've been thinking about. So, uh, it says, will they yeah, reboot? That I would l- I'd like to see <laughs> this exhibit. This sounds amazing. So what else did you see there? It says here there was props and costumes. What's something that like struck you as like, oh, this is amazing? I am very certain I saw Trinity's costume, and I think I just really 
I don't know why her costumes were my favorite when I first saw those movies. I think because I'd never really seen that kind of fetish gear stuff before. And then <laughs> she was an action hero and just like, what is this? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> That's the interesting thing about the matrix is it's, yeah, it is unflinchingly all fetish gear. <laughs> and that only gets more extreme in the sequels. Yeah. Yeah. Brought I into mainstream. Right. Just like Berlin clubbing scene. That's pretty much it. That movie. I like though, I have to say when it comes to Trinity, I prefer her costume in the sequels. Really? Yeah. Really? I like because it's very tactical. And yeah, just, the jumpsuit. Yeah. Thing. I mean, the hair is a bit weird. <laughs> yeah. in the sequels? In, just in like the sequels, super grease. Very, I don't think they change it much. No, no, no they, they do. Just because just, just, yeah. in the first one, she has a sort of like, you know, kind of more natural gelled, like gelled look, but it's yeah. sort of natural and flowy, kind of like cool. Oh, it's more severe, yeah. Get some bangs going and stuff. And in the second one, it's just I think, very sleek. It's yeah, like, I think like Tim, said, like, Tim said something like uh, a cow was licking her <laughs> head. <laughs> no, a yeah. cow sucked on her head. That's pretty much it. That's just like... Oh, yeah. okay. It's, it's just, just like, like... I wish I remembered more of this exhibit. That's fine. Oh, um, you know... Can't blame you. But the for point that. is that it was it was good and it was a it was a an interesting yeah. exhibit. Yeah, like the the actual sensory experience of being in there and it really felt like I was in the movie. I think that was more important to me than the actual costumes and props, or at least at the time. Um, and then I remember my parents complaining, going, "This is boring. What is this?" <laughs> of course, of course, of course. <laughs> Classic. Classic parents. Well, as, as as we noticed uh, that... I think uh, there was... Oh, they had the key makers, keys. That's right. Oh, like the whole room with all the keys that was like just one shot of the yeah. film? Yeah. Crazy. That's a I lot of how, I mean, they would have filmed that in Sydney, because that's where all the movies are made. They actually, side note, that's where they did Alien Covenant and Thor Ragnarok. Oh, so, yeah, it's everything's filmed in the same place in Australia. <laughs> um... I want to work on the next Alien movie. I don't care if it's just, you know, getting coffee for the costume makers. Just <laughs> gotta be on one. Will there be another Alien? That's the question. Alien Covenant He'll two. never stop. Ridley Scott will Ridley, never Ridley's stop. never gonna stop. Never Ridley's gonna, gonna come back. He's, you know what he's gonna do? The next film's gonna be... Ridley oh. Scotch is unstoppable. <laughs> well, he is now. He's going to be... He's gonna do reboot of Alien. Just like pure oh, reboot. Please. Pure reboot do it again. Shot remake. Oh, shot I shot. thought... <laughs> we're going to do a shot for shot. I'm gonna do this, gonna this one with Van Gallis. <laughs> I cannot do an impression of Ridley Scott. On my podcast, I like to do a little bit of voice acting because I like to fancy myself oh, cool. as a voice actor. Nice. And I can do everyone else's. I mean, David's the easiest one because it's just basically more English and more precise. But uh, <laughs> no, Ridley Scott, I cannot do. Oh, well, just get Jake to do it. We just try to do it sometimes. It's like, hello, this is Ridley Scott speaking, yes. Uh, <laughs> I'd, like a cig- I'd like a cigar, please. A- yeah. Aliens are beautiful, beautiful creatures. They're very sexual and beautiful. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's perfect <laughs> a perfect Thanks. organism yes exactly <laughs> alright let's get back to the minute come on yeah yep. get to the minute so let's get straight into business okay. straight into business yes. go go Jake explosion talk speak so what I have to say first is that there's an explosion that happens yep that's an explosion Courtney was saying earlier that the effects do hold up pretty well I don't have any problems mm. with this explosion I think it looks fine well, that's because it's a real explosion oh really yeah oh 
I mean, not, they didn't film it with Keanu right no, I'm there. Saying, but it's a minute. Right? Trinity yeah. in the middle of it. <laughs> but what uh, with Trinity? Well, with the helicopter and with Trinity, that would have been a compo- composite shot. Yes. And yeah, it blends together perfectly. Exactly. Very good. Very now. Very nice. My question for all of you is: What do you think about this shot of Trinity, like bouncing into the wall? Why? Yeah, because you always mention that whenever we watch the movie, you're like, "Yeah, I remember the bounce." So is yeah. that bounce? Well, I remember that. What does it bother you, Jake? What's up, what's happening? What's, no, what's no, your no, beef? I'm just here? asking. What do you What do you guys think? Like, is it a good shot? Is it a useful shot? Is it does it look cool? Does it not look cool? It is unusual because most of the time in films, everything is very efficient exactly. and you never see the flaws. Whereas this is, you have the extreme, you know, explosion and swinging away from it. And then you just have the bump, bump. I guess. Yeah, it's very different because uh, uh, typically, like, in a, like you said, in an action film, you'd have sort of like, you don't see the excess shots. And yeah. this is sort of this like glimpse of yeah. but without it it'd be kind of weird because you don't get to see trinity it too much until weird. she's being and also maybe that's why they put it in yeah it's very important so it's it's orient it's an orientation scene as i've been told you know you sort of orient the audience mm-hmm. as to where they are even if, if it's not necessary exactly it's also very important uh for pacing uh if you have something big or something loud it's usually you have to have time right afterwards before something else happens just to to get it more grandiose. If you cut into some kind of action right after, kind of undermines it, you know. That's yeah, why when you, loses, when you watch a movie and the, the pacing is off, it's usually you don't have like stuff that happens after like the big pauses. thing. It just, yeah, you just yeah. need like a little pause to yeah. contemplate what just happened. I'm watching this same few seconds over and over. And if you go straight to Tank, you're like, is she okay? What happened? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah, that really yeah, yeah, would yeah, throw yeah. it off. That'd be weird. That's a, I love that dolly shot though when it just pulls into Tank's face and he's like, "I knew it. He's the one." That's great. <laughs> I love it. Um and then I I wanted to mention this, uh musically speaking, now we have this wonderful uh thing that I've been annoying Jacob all morning with cuz I've been whistling it all morning and it's the dun, 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 dun. um that that wonderful moment with the horns, and then when he picks up Trinity, we hear a little bit of the Trinity Neo. This is motif. true. Can you the sing that for us? And it's interesting because I remember. Good point. Yeah. I remember uh, when we went to watch the sequels. I think it's a very prominent theme in the second film. Yes. And I thought that there was a, a new theme written for the sequels. No, you but, find out here. Like you said, in this sequence. You Still hear, there. you just hear like the first four notes, which is cool. So Don Davis basically just went in the second, third, and like just mm-hmm. expanded that. So it's interesting. I really appreciate soundtracks that have individual motifs for characters and settings and stuff. I notice with a lot of soundtracks these days, you get just kind of you get this nothing. Yeah. <laughs> react. It's a reactionary. Soundtrack. Well, that's sort of how I that's describe a good it. Way to it's put a sort it. of agree. it's the music that goes along with the mood of the moment, mm-hmm. but you're not incorporating deeper themes. So I'm noticing that with Prometheus as well. Like every planet, every character has a little late motif oh, that plays throughout. Man. And I, I think also, mm-hmm. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like this was more of a a, a standard in older films to sort of have character yeah, yeah, themes. Yeah, 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 whereas yeah, yeah. I feel like maybe today, at least in blockbuster movies, yeah. sort of like you're mentioning it's, less so it's funny to me because yeah like the oh yeah sorry it's okay it's just funny to me because oh, it, i was gonna it, say yeah. Continue. someone <laughs> make up your mind the delay talk. to australia oh, after you after you go ahead no no no, no, no. You, you're, you're the guest you're the guest go 
Okay. Um, yeah, listening to I was listening to the Black Panther soundtrack uh, and Captain America and a few of those other Avengers ones. The Avengers score itself. There's the Avengers theme. But there's not much else unique about it. Um, and then Captain America, he has a theme, yeah. but it's not a theme that goes throughout all the Captain it America films. Oh. Or so there's no continuity there. Uh, the Iron Man soundtracks are different every single time. <laughs> yes, good soundtracks true. though. Good soundtracks. Yeah. I mean, I so like it's kind of frustrating. There's no. There's no evolution there. But in this case, we have... Wait, 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 oh, Tim yeah, Tim, sorry. Yeah. Go on. Full up. Sorry. <laughs> just, <laughs> just hijacking. Just, like, sliding. No, I just wanted to say, that it's funny, but I think at the time when Matrix came out, that was the reaction to the Matrix soundtrack. You know, people were used to more sort of uh, themes that you could hear, and they would be like, oh, you know, this this the soundtrack's all weird. It's just, like, you know, just lots of noises and, like, a very, you know, modern music, and it doesn't have themes, so I just find it kind of so ironic. So that uh, you know that that was you know that would, would be considered like oh this is very drastic change but that kind right. of inspired that we soundtracks we have today i mean obviously there was you know a lot of uh well there was zimmer. zimmer that's he's, he's zimmer the who... <laughs> he's the man who's uh, who's responsible for it but i would i would say that matrix could be sort of like you know the the inception of that style of soundtracks as well true true so i find it ironic and lovely yeah yeah, yeah. Don Davis is probably he's somewhere in the middle where he it is this sort of atmospheric reactionary soundtrack, but at the same time, I hadn't listened to it in isolation until recently, and going, oh, actually, there's yeah, there's there's a bit more of a story being told here. Yeah, um, he's a very traditional uh, composer, as it were, and that's why he adds all these different interesting new sound effect like elements in there and i think that makes for a wonderful score i i love the the matrix scores all of them they're all wonderful and beautiful um just i was playing around with uh because I, I have a fast I, I don't do much editing because i don't have much time and uh i just got too many other projects but um i was thinking if i made this or you know this movie were made today they definitely go for a cynthia soundtrack they would go for something that right. is more electronic because of course it's the matrix uh-huh. so what i did was i played the uh mr robot soundtrack over the top of the well the, the opening scene where neo wakes up and stuff okay kind of works but i think you lose something i think the traditional classical yeah uh, orchestra gives the matrix this very un- unexpected feel yes i agree and, and also you, you avoid you know like you said a lot, a lot of times when people think like oh you know this movie's about technology and stuff let's put electronic music in my opinion that's sort of like mm. you can get very quickly trapped into not only being dated, but being too on the nose. But with, yeah. with classical music, you always get away, and it always works. Yeah, like, because it, classical music is yeah, it's been around for so long, and, it, and we're so used to it. And I love it just orchestral works. music. I love it. It's my favorite. Yeah. Well, that's like um, the uh, what's that? Legend. Ridley Scott's Legend. He one version has Tangerine Dream doing the soundtrack. It's a fairy tale. I don't know why they were like, mm, yes, Tangerine Dream. Let's give it a synth soundtrack well when was it made um, was it like it, it was like 1982 85 there you go so what, what is, no, is too deep into evangelis that's, that's why <laughs> that's why the synth was yeah. there 
Uh, is it Vangelis or Vangelis? Who knows? I don't know. I think, I think it's Vangelis, but Vangelis sounds funnier. I can't it sounds so much nicer to say Vangelis way. because it sounds so, you know, it, it appropri- that's, what, that's what the sound of uh, just seeing him, you know, I say that. In Vangelis. In room. I mean, most European dialects, it's a, it's a hard G rather than a soft J yeah. sound. They mm-hmm. don't really, like Italian doesn't have a soft exactly. J. Hmm. I don't know. I, I think it's Greek, but, but so yeah, that's I what I, I don't think they have a G anywhere there. Let's ask Ridley Scott. Well, I think it's both. Both are correct. No, it's anything. It's a perceptive. <laughs> I call um, him Vangelius. <laughs> I call him. I call him Vanny. Hey, Vanny. Come here. Come here, Vanny. Come here. Okay. Um, so, but, but the um, technology aspect. You know, watching it again. Uh, so I actually watched the minutes out of context, and I, I, just to, as an experiment to see if I could follow the story still and, and really understand what's going on. No, turns out not really. <laughs> but. God, yeah, watching it through again for the first time uh, in years, it must be like eight years, ten years, just, oh, really swept me off in this world again. And I yeah. didn't feel it was dated. I didn't have that culture shock. You know, if you watch yeah. something, a lot of things from the 90s or early 2000s, like, oh, my God, it's hideous. No, <laughs> oh, yeah. This movie is one of those. This movie's holding up. And I'm yeah. very happy about that. Very, very happy. Mm. There was a time though, I think the 90s are making a comeback. And so oh, yes, I'm appreciating this movie in a way that I hadn't before. There was a the period of time sort of around, I don't know, 2010, 2008, 2010. And I was like, the Matrix isn't cool anymore. That's like so 90s. <laughs> really? No way. Yeah, it's sort of, uh, even amongst my social circles, like, oh yeah, The Matrix was this really cool thing at a one time, and now it's like Nirvana, it's really lame, but... <laughs> wow, it's so interesting, because yeah. like... No, uh, we were, go ahead. We were, we were stupid kids. <laughs> I was going to say, it's just interesting, because like, I, for, for whatever reason, for us, we always sort of like, just took The Matrix as this like, gold standard. As soon as we saw it, we were just like, this is it. This is, this yeah, is like one of the yeah. best ever movies. This is the best movie. Yeah, I don't know. Just having like that for us. But, I mean, so, it's only uh, a natural cycle, really. You know, you kind of you kind of yeah. go through the stuff you mm. grew up. You know, you, you want to change when you come when you're when you end your teenagehood. You you want to shed the thing and usually go something. You know, that's a little bit earlier than you. And then once you become, you know, sort of like uh, reach like twenty five or something up to thirty. You know, you kind of start to reappreciate your childhood, and that's what I think Matrix is. is be, you know becoming a signal yeah, on the definitely. dot again because our generation is now becoming the vocal minority and we are the consciousness of 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 the you know of the pop culture so i'm pretty sure in the next couple of years we'll see a lot of matrix popping up and probably they're going to reopen that uh, park mm. over there we can all they did better we can all go so. together <laughs> yes. their money tingling Yay. fingers will start to yeah. tingle again like oh it's coming <laughs> they want it yeah. they're here they have money now they have jobs uh, no. <laughs> yeah Support us on Patreon, all that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm 26. And so last time I would have watched it, yeah, it would have been around 16, 18. And yeah, just it wasn't the right time. I watched it when I, yeah, watching it for the first time when I was around 12 or 14, blew my mind. Holy shit, this is so crazy. It's this terrifying thing. Uh, you know, The Matrix was just this, it was so massive. I can't even think of a word to describe it. Just like, yeah, so just mind altering. It broke um, new ground. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you, John Lithgow. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, watching it at around 16 or 18, I just sort of went, ah, oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's okay, yeah, I guess. Those, those and then watching well. again now, yeah, I was invested again. And not only that, 
having done so much film theory and uh, critiquing media, I was aware of, oh, this is the hero's journey, um, this is the three-act structure, and just, it was suddenly, this thing that was so alien and scary to me was suddenly so familiar. Mm, yeah, yeah. That's how we all feel. Yeah. Morpheus, on the other hand, he's he's standing there, he's like, do you believe it now, Trinity? And Trinity's like, okay, I guess so, maybe, sort of. Look at his eyes, he's not just standing there, look at him. He's in love with Neo. Look at his eyes. He's like, project, like that was a man who was yes. tortured just a few minutes ago, then he got shot with a minigun around him, he had to break the chains Ankle. Yeah. Uh, of, on his hands. I'm breaking these cuffs! I'm breaking yep. this... He jumps out of the helicopter, gets dragged around half of the whatever Liberty City or whatever this is, falls onto a roof. <laughs> and look at him. What? Where is this? Well, look. Okay. I was going to ask. Okay. Where okay. is right? So officially, it's a Mega City. It's just called the Mega City. That's not a term that's used in the movie. That's sort of like a uh, non-diegetic term that we use, you know, in the real world. <laughs> was that in a video game or something? Yeah, it is. But it's like it's like a, I think the Matrix is meant to be just one huge giant city. No one knows what's you know. Everybody has perceptions of being out of the city, but there is no such thing as that. It's just the Matrix is a self-contained giant city from 1999, like the Truman Show, like the Truman Show, just way bigger. Um, which so is just are they just living yeah, for me at least? I wish there were more you know areas. Well, what, what about the what about the, the place in the Alps where Neo goes in the sequels? There's some Alps. That's like the edge of the simulation. <laughs> it's just and there's a Buddhist temple yeah. there. Yeah. Or, or the Himalayas. Well, you know, I don't know where yeah. he went. So a... so. Hmm. Um, oh, oh, I had a point. It's gone right out of my head. It's, it's oh, okay. no. We're talking, you'll remember. <laughs> oh, it looks like Sydney. This whole place looks like Sydney to me. Because I've I, i you know, I've been there and I'm just going, oh, I recognize oh, that. Oh, well, yeah, huh. that's a very what do you know? <laughs> Sydney looking. <laughs> what do you know? Yeah, does it actually... Because I know Americans, when something's filmed in Canada and it's supposed to double for like New York or something, most New Yorkers are like, yeah, all right. right. Yeah, sure, it's New York. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, of course, this whole this whole movie, all the cities, uh, the city scenes here were obviously filmed in Sydney. So there you mm. go. So I think that's why yeah, you're recognizing all the all the. We don't recognize anything. Yeah, we don't know anything. We don't know squat. Just like yeah. just like Matrix City. Sydney to us. is a really. It's an unusual city because so you've got the very famous bridge, you've got the opera house, and everything's really concentrated in a very small landmass huh. near the ocean. And it just it sort of feels like and maybe it's because I'm often there just on holiday, so I'm just doing touristy stuff, but it does have that mega city feel. It feels like everything's so condensed into one little space and then outside of that is nothing. <laughs> That's really interesting. <laughs> I would love mm. to visit. Yeah. It'd be great. It's a, it's a nice place. So are they basically living the same year over and over again? Like they have memories of having born in like, I don't know, the 60s, but <laughs> we, it's just 1999 yeah, forever. Yeah, yeah, we kind of talked about that once or twice or three times already, you know. Yeah, but we don't know about the, the being born thing. I mean, that makes sense. How would that work? I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, like, I never thought about that. sort of like replicants, you have implanted memories. There you go. Resets Probably. every year. Or maybe just the resets every year. Neo is a replicant, yes. confirmed. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, everybody's kind of a replicant if you think about it. Everybody's. Well, really I are. mean, everybody's an android. No, not an android. A cyborg. Everybody's a cyborg that work that has to be that jacked into the matrix. Yes, but a cyborg only like one percent mm. cyborg, not like. Yeah, sure, yeah. sure, sure, sure. Anyway, Morpheus. Uh, so Morpheus is in love. 
Yes, he is. And um, yeah, here's the about. weird thing. Uh, I love the I love the shot. The I shot, ship it. <laughs> yeah, I, I the shot with uh, Morpheus uh, looking there. You got that wonderful, you know, half and half sort of negative fill there, and you got the key light and on the side. It's kind of weird. It looks like it was not filmed on location. Uh, mm. No, maybe it was. Probably wasn't. I don't know. You know, it's it's interesting. Just an observation, and uh, yeah, then Trinity. I mean, Neo's like. Uh, the oracle she told me and then he's like no 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 there's a difference between walking the path and knowing the path what do you what do you think about you just that? had to believe in yourself mm, neo yeah. the power was in you the whole time yep well i don't have anything to say because i'll just re- re- repeat myself from right. older episodes and that's not nothing new <laughs> um I mean, no, I should have listened to all 100 and whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, do your homework. God damn it. That's our, that's our, I, don't know, uh, yeah. I can't think of anything except the whole enlightenment thing again. Right. But other than that, I really can't. Well, anyway, this episode has been quite long and yeah. I think we can, we can wrap that up unless anyone has any other observation they can make with this, uh, this little section of the film. Well, no, have. I wanted to say something, uh, Courtney, didn't you want to say something about Tank, or should we leave that for the next episode? next one, dude? Okay, Come on, next one. there's two more. Yeah, we'll we, we don't want to. But wanna, I will yeah. say that the the cruelest thing that the machines did to man is trap them in the year 1999. <laughs> <laughs> it was not a good time. I liked it. They, they were hmm. very fond of that year. <laughs> yeah, is that like some kind of 9/11 thing? Like it, this was the peak of humanity. So like, is is that like a pre 9/11? The Dwayne no shit. Well, I think it was <laughs> you know the passport, right? Neo's passport expires on September 11th, 2001. No, yeah. the Wachowskis know stuff, yeah. and they're not letting us know they'll, what they'll is the never truth. Break. We'll never find out. We'll never yep, find they out. They don't know the truth. Anyway, okay, so we should uh, probably go to the next episode. Yes, <laughs> yes. yes. Um, we don't want to so, like, use up all the good material for the first. No. Time. So first of all, thank you for being on the show. We'll, you'll be here obviously all week with thank us. You. Here and, all week. Uh, yes. I just want to give you the opportunity if you'd like to, you know, you know, any plugs when it comes to where people can find you and stuff like that. Yes, so I can be found on traviandesigns.com, T-R-A-V-I-A-N, or Prometheus by Minute on Facebook. I've said that so many times now, it's so instinctive. Oh, yeah. Uh, on Travian Designs, you can find my costumes and my uh, podcast. So I've got two podcasts. I've got Prometheus by Minute and Saint Elsewhere, where I talk about, well, my co-host and I talk about autistic representation in the media. We just recently recorded, uh, where are we up to now? Everything's blurring into one. Uh, Oh, a a documentary called Life Animated. That sounds super interesting. Really? That's cool. Yeah, it's about an autistic man who's obsessed with Disney movies. (gasps) I heard of that one. Really? Yeah. It's really good. Sweet. So those are the places. That's awesome. And I think that's everything I won't load you up to with too much stuff. Well, we'll link all this stuff anyways, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, we'll Footnotes. catch everyone on uh, Wednesday. Wednesday! All right, guys. Bye.